the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, this is Tim. And this is V. And we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. Today, again, we're going to be talking about strengthening the gut, which in turn will strengthen the brain. Exactly. And we're going to talk about seven things that will help your gut digest food better, correct? Absolutely. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we're back. Did you subscribe and did you share? So we're on the mountain uh, getting ready to head to Austin. Uh, for the Paleo FX, uh-huh. uh, and that is that is the last weekend of April. Okay, and but this morning we got up, yeah, and we walked outside to have our coffee, and our bat or bats, not sure yet, hard to tell. Our back yesterday, you actually saged yes. all outside the house and saged the Their bat home. home, yes, and all of a sudden they showed up today. Uh huh, with a very very healthy poop, by the way. Very proud of them, or him, or her. (laughs) (laughs) So, speaking of poop, healthy poop, you have to have a healthy digestive system. Exactly. Nice lead-in, huh? Yes. (laughs) So, we're going to be talking about, please explain. We are going to be talking about seven Ayurveda tips that will strengthen your digestion. Uh, Last podcast, we talked about... Uh, five habits for conscientious eating and they were all about you taking ownership of your food choices and this so not being a victim not being a consumer of food or a victim of your environment these uh, seven tips today are very specific to your digestion and they follow the five conscientious tips that we talked about uh, last time. If you are not doing those five, there is no use in no doing use these seven. In doing these seven. <laughs> so, and uh, those five and these seven can go toward the summer cleanse. Yes. And they also should be done basically every day. Uh, yes, ev- every day. And uh, also a um, couple of them more on a rotation. And uh, we'll mention that. Excellent. So let's start with uh, tip number one. Tip number one is no cold drinks, period. Uh, Contrary to popular belief and fads out there that say, oh, ice drinks uh, make you burn more calories because your uh, body works harder, uh, that that is completely unsubstantiated. It is actually silly. Cold drinks slow down your digestive system because your body has to consume energy, has to use energy to bring those up to body temperature. And that takes away from the uh, essential job of digesting the food itself. So it falls into that concept of you don't want to start with frozen water to heat up. You want to start with warm room temperature water to heat up like pasta. Exactly. It takes a lot less time. It's your favorite topic. Uh (laughs) Exactly. That's what it is. So no cold drinks and ideally 
every so often more on a rotation it doesn't have to be daily uh, you want to also sip hot water throughout the day because that is very cleansing now this was a question that actually somebody asked during one of the uh, teacher trainings we did mm -hmm. why cold showers and not cold water uh, it, it has to do with how our physiology operates uh, the concept uh, of a cold shower is that hormetic effect it is that challenge that makes you stronger and uh, without killing you you want you want to challenge your body uh, on a daily basis if possible you want to challenge your mitochondria in order to make them stronger but you don't want to be uh it's like don't be stupid about it <laughs> you don't want the challenge to be your the cold water inside your system that takes away from the digestion of food you you want so to be one smart. makes you stronger one makes you weaker exactly exactly that's what it is it is like uh when you work out you don't want to bastardize styles of training it, it is the same thing you would be bastardizing uh the hormetic effect along with strengthening your digestion it's all it's a, like a self-contradiction what you would be doing okay excellent so tip number two uh tip number two is if you are going to have both lunch and dinner uh, the same day you want to make lunch uh, larger than the dinner our digestion follows the sun cycle during the day period our digestion is the strongest the most effective when the sun is the strongest and that is in the early afternoon right uh, between say 12 to 2 12 to 3 and in, in the Ayurveda, afternoon that's called what time and that is uh, the pita that is the pita time during the day and that's when you want to have the largest meal of the day when your digestion is the strongest you don't want to do it to challenge your digestion late at night ah. so see how you want to think you want to take advantage of the bioenergies you want to make sure that your digestion is working the best it can be exactly and by doing stupid things will actually weaken it exactly exactly excellent tip number three tip number three uh if you're gonna have a meal later in the day you want it to be at least two hours before going to bed you don't want to go to bed with a full belly uh, later uh, in the day say between 10 at night to 2 a.m is again the pita time and that's when your body works to cleanse to detoxify so your digestion your digestive system kicks in again but for detoxification you don't want to be giving it stuff to process while it is trying to cleanse that's why you want to leave a couple of hours from the last meal of the day and before going to bed now 
in Ayurveda, they talk about uh, 10.30 at night. You don't want to eat anything after 10.30. Is that, is that a false or is that more true? Uh, you're going to be going to bed by 10.30 at night. Okay. Exactly. And you don't want to get up, which thank you for bringing that up. Uh, a lot of times, if, uh, if people are sleeping, they may wake up hungry at around midnight. Or if people stay up to work late at night, they get their second wind around midnight. That's exactly what happens. The pita bioenergies kick in and make you want to eat. But that's when you shouldn't be eating. Okay, what about uh, shift workers? Uh, then, they, that's, and that's a great point. That's a whole different story because shift workers can't do certain things, uh, can't follow the sun cycle uh, as easily as people with regular day jobs. They want to be doing other things to compensate for this. So you can't say to a shift worker, oh, you shouldn't eat at all while you're working or all this or you know, go to sleep while you're uh -huh. at work. You can't do that. Or you can't say, well, change jobs. That's, again, silly. So you want to compensate with other Ayurvedic practices to make up for that. Excellent. So we'll be back in less than a minute to go over the rest. Stay tuned. Do you like what you hear? The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you. And we're back and we're getting ready to go to tip number four. Tip number four is leave 12 hours of no caloric intake during a 24-hour period. That means you have your uh, last meal, say, by 8 o'clock at night. Do not put any calories in until 8 o'clock the following morning. That doesn't mean black coffee and tea, you know, that's... No, water. And, or water, exactly. Or uh, in Greece, it's called stinky water, but what's the, it? The yeah, sparkling the, yeah. water, yeah. mineral water, yes. And that's because... That's because, uh, uh, according to Ayurveda, uh, it takes 12 hours from uh, the moment we ingest food for our body to create what is called the ahara rasa. That is the nutrient precursor, uh, like the chyle. That's what goes in to start nourishing our tissues, our dadus. So you want that ahara rasa, that nutrient precursor, to be fully cooked, fully processed when it starts nourishing the tissues. You don't want any cooked stuff to be mixed in with any raw stuff. And uh, that is uh, also the base of uh, what is today called uh, intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating. Mm -hmm. Ayurvedically, that's the idea. At least 12 hours of no caloric intake within a 24-hour period. So a lot of those new fads are actually based on Ayurveda, whether they know it or not. Exactly. 
Yes. Excellent. Next tip. Uh, tip number five. I love that. Uh, and that's something you want to be doing on a rotation, not on a daily basis for the rest of your life. Uh, and that is uh, called the ginger appetizer. It's an Ayurvedic appetizer. Uh, it is um, a, a, a slice of raw ginger, a thin slice, about the size of a quarter, uh, marinated uh, within um, a tablespoon or so of lime with uh, some uh, Himalayan salt, the pink salt, and uh, a couple of drops of honey. Now, we actually make it in a batch every time, so we don't do it as fancy as that. That's so the just, smart way yeah. to do it, in a batch. So we would do basically almost an entire chunk of uh, ginger. Exactly. Put in you several spoonfuls of honey, a little bit of salt, and fill the rest of the thing up with lime. Exactly. Or lemon juice, actually, sometimes. Exactly. And uh, you can keep that in the fridge, and before you are going to have it, you take out a little bit, so it's a little bit more in room temperature. It doesn't take long for that to happen. Yeah. And uh, what that does is it prepares, and you want to have it ideally half an hour before your largest meal, just 10 minutes will do. But you can actually have it at every meal, right? Exactly. You can you can have it, yeah, before every meal of the day. Uh, not for the rest of your life. You do it for a couple of weeks, you win off of it. So you cycle in, cycle out. Exactly. That's the idea. And what that does is it prepares your digestion. You, are, you can feel your digestive juices kicking in in order for your body to break down the food and assimilate it better. If you think about it, what it has is it has four main tastes, four of the six tastes of Ayurveda, the sweet, sour, salty, and pungent. And those are the tastes that they are going to be digested first. Mm. And by having that appetizer, you are a, a, you are giving your digestion an unfair advantage, pretty much. And it's delicious also. I know you like it, but you won't die if you don't eat it at every meal. Oh, no, absolutely not. And also, you want to adjust to taste. We gave you approximately the ratios, but adjust to taste. Some days you may want it a little bit more sour, sometimes a little bit uh, saltier. And sometimes you may want it a little bit more pungent. And you are also getting very, very good electrolytes in there. Yes. Excellent electrolytes. You are kapha regulators. Good. Next tip? Uh, next tip. Uh, you want to have uh, the, uh, a little bit uh, extra bitter taste at the end of the meal. According to Ayurveda, the bitter and the astringent tastes are the ones to be processed at the end. By adding a little bit extra of that bitter taste, you are again assisting your digestion. And of course, what happens most, if you think about it, most people hardly ever have the bitter taste. Because even when they drink coffee, they add all that stuff in it that makes it sweet mm -hmm. so you lose the huge benefits of the bitter taste so an espresso 
an espresso with nothing in it with nothing in it at the end of the meal why do you think the mediterranean culture has that is is the greatest thing you can do or a little bit of so a... the mediterranean diet is all about the espresso <laughs> at the end of the thing exactly it's, that's what actually makes people e live healthier exactly or a little bit of the turkish coffee or a greek coffee uh just that extra di uh, digestive help uh, you can even uh, use um, digestive bitters too if you want a quick and dirty way to get in the bitter tasting. And we have uh, we've been using this one brand. Ah, uh, the uh, Herb we'll, Urban Moonshine. Yep. Yeah, we'll put a link to it in the the thing. Exactly. And uh, next tip number seven. Wow. Ayurveda says you want to enjoy whatever you are drinking or eating in a settled and uplifting environment. Settled means you want to be sitting. You don't want to be running around. You don't want to be driving either. Driving is sitting, but your focus isn't there. You want an environment where you're digestive system can actually relax and focus at what the task at hand is. You don't want to be multitasking. Modern science shows that multitasking is killing us. <laughs> so you don't want to be eating while you're multitasking. Focus at the task at hand. That's the settled environment. And um, the uplifting environment is you want to be happy by ingesting drinks or food or anything in your system you are accelerating the energies that are already there if you're not feeling good if you're not feeling happy you don't want that energy to be expanding that's why you want the people that make the food happy too. exactly you don't want to be eating food that's not prepared by a happy person and even yourself if you're not happy don't cook don't eat period and dr lad used to say if you are happy you can digest poison if you are unhappy, you cannot digest mana. But we're not saying eat poison. Not no, we don't. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Do not put that to the test. <laughs> that Leave that half <laughs> out. <laughs> okay, only got a couple seconds left. Anything more you want to say? Uh, the most important thing is enjoy be happy like we mentioned tip number five from last week the conscientious eating eat a dakimas thank everything and everyone very good until next time much much love from both of us namaste kala may we all be well and thrive If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both, and subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, namaste kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.